0: Now presenting this week's message. I certainly hope that you um, have had a great week. If you've not had a great week, I hope it starts right now uh, because we have joined together to be able to sit at the feet of Jesus and uh, allow Him to lavish His love on us and also to join by uh, checking out these faces. I'm enjoying looking at all these faces. Uh, thanks for dressing up. Just want to make sure everybody's got their pants on today, uh, not just their shirts. But anyway, hey, it's been a um, it's been an uh, eventful week uh, for the Dees family. Uh, most most weeks in the Dees family are pretty eventful, uh, and just when you would think that our family uh, couldn't get any larger, it did. Uh, there's a little pic that uh, Matt's fixing to th- uh, throw up there uh, for our Zoom uh, family this morning. And it is uh, just uh, a picture of how on this past Thursday night, our youngest, number six, little Rachel, got popped the question. And um, she is now an engaged lady. Uh, so uh, that's that's an answer to prayer for us. Uh, not that she, she's engaged, but that God has brought into her life. Uh, absolute. Yeah, check it out, Zoom family. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, many of you, I know, have seen that on Facebook. But God has answered our prayers by bringing into her life an amazing young man. Uh, Luke Gamlin. Some of you have had the opportunity of meeting him, and if not, you will, because we require that uh, uh, our um, extended family spends a lot of time with us. But anyway, all right. Thanks for throwing it up there, Matt. Uh, I want to take this opportunity to welcome everyone uh, from our Zoom family, but also from our Facebook family, uh, as we come together to worship to, today. Uh, my hope and prayer is is that you would experience. Uh, God in a very personal way, Uh, not in a virtual way, but in a very personal, intimate way today as we make a choice to come and gather for worship. And um, as we were reminded last week, uh, it seems that prayer, faith, all of that in our nation and around the world is rising. Why? Uh, Because so often uh, it is at times of need, our greatest need, that we experience the amazing love of our father God. So again, welcome everyone from, uh, all around. I know we've got, uh, folks all over the U S and, and also in other parts of the world, uh, that are joining with us today. And, and what a beautiful picture it is of the body of Christ coming together to experience him. Um, so we've got a lot going on today. Uh, and also uh, maybe some of you have some big plans tomorrow. I don't know how it's all working out. Uh, during this pandemic, but uh, generally, uh, right now at this moment, uh, the Cross Point family would be on the Chattahoochee and Azalea Park. We would be having our um, service gathering by the river and enjoying some barbecue. So, if any of you are having barbecue today, uh, drop by, just drop by, drop me by some, all right? Uh, because we're, we have no plans of doing any barbecue today. And so in uh, uh, honor and celebration of uh, what would normally be our gathering at the river to, to celebrate during this Memorial Day weekend, uh, a little barbecue. So you don't know what you're going to eat, choose barbecue. All right. Uh, Memorial Day weekend, the significance of it is, is when we honor those that have uh, committed their lives for us, for the freedom that we enjoy uh, and that we experience. And so we want to thank um, God, uh, for his marvelous mercies as he has expressed it, uh, even through our country, uh, uh, on this Memorial Day. Uh, and so before we continue on, I, and, um, and, and take a look at what God has put on my heart for this week, uh, I'd like for us to just look at a passage of scripture. For Zoom family, you'll have it, uh, posted there for you, but if you don't, I'm going to be reading, uh, from Romans chapter, uh, 12, I'm going to be reading, uh, not that one, Matt, but Romans chapter 12, um, verses one and two from the Amplified Version. Uh, and this has been a passage of scripture that we've looked at through, the, um, uh, through this pandemic. And so let me just read these for you this morning as we come to God's word. Romans 12, one and two, Paul says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, To present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves set apart to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and well pleasing to God, which is your rational act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer, to its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove for yourselves. But the will of God is that which is good, pleasing and perfect in his plan and his purpose for you. So, again, we're just camping out on this passage uh, that is the classic passage of change that the Apostle Paul presents to us saying, "Okay, in light of all that God is, in light of all that God has done, this is the challenge. This is uh, the trumpet call that we uh, present ourselves to God and that we no longer conform to this world, but we experience the transforming work of Jesus Christ through his Holy Spirit, and that we do that through the renewing of our minds. So let's just uh, turn our minds toward him right now in prayer. Father God, we just thank you so much for your amazing love and grace. Thank you for this opportunity for us to, to come together and to celebrate you on this beautiful day. Uh, We ask that, Lord, no matter what experience that we've come from this week, that you would just grab our cheeks, between your amazing hands and that you would let us look into your love, look into your mercy, look into your grace, look into your forgiveness, look into your hope, because that is who you are, all of that. And today we pray that as, as a result of our sitting at your feet, And also um, of coming together and responding to your word that you're glorified and that we look more like Jesus. Lord, I pray for comfort. I pray for healing. I pray for hope. I pray uh, uh, for your perspective for each and every one of us today. But most of all, uh, Lord, I pray for Jesus to reign supreme in each heart and life. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Uh so a uh, bunch of years ago, and I don't even know if this is legal in a church service or not, but a lump, bunch of years ago there was a song by Beyoncé, uh, uh, Beyoncé to single women that's called put a uh put a ring on it. Any of you remember that? Put a ring on it. Yeah. Okay. Stop singing, Barb. Stop singing. Uh, and basically, what she was saying in that, I'm not. I don't look up the lyrics on that. But basically, what she was saying is, listen. If you really love me and you, and, you know, want to be with me, prove it. Prove it. You know, put a ring on it. You're not, You're not going to get all these benefits unless I see some commitment out of you. Show me. Show me and demonstrate. Well, I guess I was thinking about that example because of Luke putting a ring on Rachel's finger. Uh, uh, this past Thursday, and he proved it. He demonstrated his love for her at that moment. Now, that won't be the last time that he proves it. Uh, Matter of fact, it'll be a lifetime of proof and demonstration of his love for her. But uh, that's exactly what Paul is saying in the latter half in verse two. He says, I want you to be transformed, to be progressively changed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove, so that you may uh, demonstrate, so that you may experience, so that you may show uh, what the will of God is. And so it's here that, again, that I think we're being encouraged to not give up and and not try to fast forward from what God is doing during this pandemic. For the last two weeks specifically, we've been talking about, we've been in a series of what it it, uh, called, what it takes to really change, what it takes to really change. And we've been saying that our change, change in our life is absolutely essential if we're going to experience God. We've got to progressively change. We've got to prove, we've got to progressively change uh, to be able to experience God and what he is doing and teaching and revealing during this pandemic. Um, And so change is is essential. And we've been ruthless in, in, in asking the question, you know, God, what do you want us to know? And then also, God, what do you want us to do? God, what do you want us to know? And, and one of the, the primary things that God wants us to know and, and has revealed to us is that he is good. He is a good, good father and his will for us is good, pleasing and perfect, but that he will redeem what he allows. So God is using this time to redeem you. He is using this time uh, to do a redemptive work in your life and my life. He is also doing uh, using this time uh, to bring about change. Change that is necessary in order for him to be glorified, but also change uh, that is necessary in order for us to cooperate with his transforming work in our life. So, you know, that's what he wants us to know. So keep keep looking to God and saying, okay, God, you know, whew, I'm tired of this change stuff, but say, okay, I'm willing. And if I'm not willing, Lord, help me to be willing to be willing to continue to experience change. Why? We're going to talk about that a little bit later. That's what God wants us to know. What does he want us to do? Well, you know, we talked earlier during this pandemic, there was a lot of things that we told that we couldn't do, you know, and we felt like we couldn't do, but we said, there's absolutely stuff that we can do. And the most fundamental thing that we can do is found in Mark chapter 12, 30 and 31, when Jesus says, Hey, here's the greatest commandment. Here's what I want you to do to love the Lord, your God. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So, you know, God's saying two things. This is what I want you to do during this pandemic. If, if, if you kind of uh, lose track, come back to this. This is primary. This is utmost for all of us to love God and to love people. And and so we've seen a lot of love for people demonstrated through this body. Amazing. Thank you, church, for rising up. Thank you, individuals, for rising up. But truly, the first button in the first buttonhole, by the way, most every time I'm with my dad these days, uh, he, he, his shirt is out of line. You know, and I take him out. I say, I can't take you anywhere, daddy. And I sit there and I have to undo all those buttons on his shirt and button them up. And he says, I don't give a rip. And he doesn't. But listen, we got to give a rip about this. The first button in the first buttonhole before we can do anything of any good is to love God. Love God, because you're not going to truly love people. You think you might love people. You're not going to love people unless we first love God. And in order to do that, last week, we talked about, you know, how the principle of concentration, you know, by the renewing of your mind, you know, again, here, here's the deal. What gets your attention gets you. And God's trying to get us, to get us right with him, to get us right with ourselves, to get us right with others. But it's that principle of concentration. And so what I want us to do is to take a little bit of time to to look at what it really means to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And and, uh, and and that's that deal of renewing the mind. So there are three things. And by the way, if you are not a fan of Jim Dennison, I want to exhort you, encourage you, to check him out, Google search Jim Dennison, Dennison Forum, uh, because he uh, is someone that God has raised up for such a time as this. He has uniquely positioned uh, uh, Jim Dennison and the Dennison Forum and uh, all of the avenues and outlets that they have uh, to uh, be used by God to be able to be a voice of God for our culture and our world during this time, and they're all about uh, enabling and empowering us to be culture culture changing Christians. But it starts with this: love God, and and it starts with our mind. It starts right here. And so, as a matter of fact, this week he's he's been kind of on the path that we've been on as far as this whole aspect of what it really means to to experience the change that God wants us to. We've talked about how we must surrender totally to him, depend on him totally. And so here are three steps that we want to share with you. Uh, I want to share with you as far as how we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind, loving God. So three things that we can do uh, during this pandemic. Number one, uh, he says, stay surrendered to the Holy Spirit. Stay surrendered to the Holy Spirit. Are you tired of that word surrender yet? Don't be, because that's where freedom comes from. Stay surrendered to the Holy Spirit. Look what Paul says in Romans 8, 5, and 6. Zoom family, you can see this. And now, yeah, this is it, Uh, Matt. He says, those who are living according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, which gratify the body and self. But those who are living according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit, his will and his plans and his purpose. Now the mind of the flesh is death now and forever because it pursues sin and self, but the mind of the spirit is life and peace. So Paul is very explicit there in that particular passage to say, man, we, it is essential in order for us to experience God, to love God, that we stay surrendered to the Holy Spirit, his presence here with us. Um, that means that we begin every single day uh, by asking the Holy Spirit to take control of our minds and our life. That's one of the things that, you know, God's really just been pounding on me during this pandemic. It's like, there's there's been a lot of my life that, you know, I just kind of, just go, God, you know, you know, I love you. You know, you know, I want, I want your way and all that. But it's like, he is impressed on me that I need to vocalize that there needs to be a conscious acknowledgement today, even before I sit down and start reading your word or start meditating, I'm going to ask you to take absolute control of my mind and my thoughts and my life. You know, and you know, And you go, it's really not that necessary. Well, it's kind of like, you know, you being married and and you're never telling your spouse you love them. And and then they go, why don't you ever tell me you love me? Well, you know that I love you. Well, no, if you said it, I I would at least know that there's an acknowledgement of that. So I think in order for us to love God with our mind, in order for us to experience transformation in our mind, it begins by starting every day asking the Spirit, say, oh, Holy Spirit, I'm surrendering to you. And so that we begin to read scripture and we, we begin to ask him to guide our thoughts uh, throughout the day as we yield our mind to him. So to love God with our mind, to experience a renewed mind, it, it's it means that we must stay surrendered. Begin the day surrendered and stay surrendered throughout the day number two if we're going to experience a renewed mind and therefore love the lord our god with all our heart soul mind and strength we must reject unbiblical thoughts now that's going to be a tough thing to do i mean that 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 is a ruthless thing to do dennison in one of his articles he he reminded us of that old uh a computer program and saying "GIGO: Garbage in, garbage out." Uh, well, uh, the same thing is true for our minds. And I, I want to, I want to uh, acknowledge that. I think that during this pandemic, that that God has revealed. By the way, uh, we've been so busy, and I know I've been that I, I bet you I've cut out eighty-five percent of my TV watching. You go, yay, Pat messed up. No, no, no. Well, thank God that I've been that busy. But here's here's the good news of that. I ain't missed a thing. Matter of fact, I've gained even more because more of our attention is on God. And so um, we've got to be really diligent. We've got to be really careful about, you know, what we are letting into our minds. So the powerful, uh, you know, these anchor passages as far as that 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. All right. So here's the deal. There's a lot of stuff that's going on in our minds. It says, well, we destroy those arguments, those lofty opinions. And there's a ton of opinions that are out there raging out there these days, especially as far as how do we need to respond during this pandemic and and uh, who is it, uh, whatever. But it says, and we take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ to obey Christ. He also says in Colossians chapter three, verse two, to set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above the heavenly things, not on the things that are on birth. So here's what, here's what we are encouraged to do in order to experience a renewed mind is that we've got to reject unholy, unbiblical thoughts. And We do that by taking every thought captive to Christ. We do that by setting our mind and staying habitually focused on the things above. Now, here's what happens so often. Is what Jesus talked about in Mark chapter four, verse nine, uh, when he was talking about the seed that that fell on the ground and the different types of soil. But he says, "Here's the deal: the words uh, Mark four nine, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful." So what it's saying is, is that in that situation, there was not a rejection of unholy, ungodly, unbiblical thoughts. And you're going, man, I just, you know, I'm not, I don't think like that. No, you don't. None of us do apart from Jesus, but he's given his mind. So it's just exhorting us to be ruthless and eliminating these other uh, other thoughts Uh, that are robbing us of experiencing the peace, love, joy, hope, self-control that comes through the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So we're actively rejecting this. Uh, That means that for a lot of us, (coughs) (coughs) for a lot of us, (laughs) we're going to need some big trash bins, some big trash bins, myself included, to get rid of all of this stuff, reject that. Eliminate that. Uh, that big garbage disposal. Thank you, Lord. Give it to us. Um, it's those thoughts, stinking thinking, self-think, flash think that results in our number one separation from God, but also our unfulfillment in life. Third thing. Third thing. So we, we start off. We start off by staying surrendered to the Holy Spirit. Then we reject these unholy, unbiblical thoughts. And then, number three, what the encouragement is to seek mental excellence. Seek mental excellence. Um, I love what Jim Dennison says about this. He says Christians should be the best scientists and scholars, since by God's indwelling spirit, we have the mind of Christ. There's no place for being lazy minded. You know, we seek that mental, that intellectual excellence as we seek him. First Corinthians 2.16 says that uh, and the amp version says, but we have the mind of Christ to be guided by his thoughts and his purpose. So if you are a follower of Christ, if you have. Acknowledge your need for Jesus Christ. You have the mind of Christ. We've talked about that for the last few weeks. We have the mind of Christ. And now He's saying exercise, get it, get it in gear, get it training. How do we do that? Stay surrendered. Begin each day by surrendering to the Holy Spirit and saying, Okay, you I, I've been doing this, I've been doing my way for a long time, for 40 years, 60 years, 70 years. But Lord, today I am surrendering my mind to you, my life to you. I am I am inviting you to come in and to examine and evaluate so I can reject any unholy, unbiblical thoughts that are in my life. And I am now pursuing mental excellence. You know, all those little exercises you do as you're getting older. See, none of us probably would know about that, you know, to keep our mind sharp. Let me tell you, it's, <laughs> the first thing we can do to keep our mind sharp is to surrender our mind to the Lord and trust him to lead us in that mental excellence. Um, So really we should, we should be committed, committed to always learning, always learning, always pursuing that. So um, I I like this phrase where uh, one, uh, one individual had a mentor that said the Holy spirit has a strange affinity for the trained mind. Hmm. That's where we're saying again, the Holy Spirit has a strange affinity for the trained mind. So it's not just sitting around and doing. No, no, no. It's being active, pursuing uh, what God is doing in our life. So how do we do? How do we experience mental excellence? Uh, Colossians 3, 16 and 17. Zoom family, you've got it there. Listen up, Facebook family. Let the word of Christ have its home within you, dwelling in your heart and mind permeating every aspect of your being that's how we do it so this is being ruthless in our time with the lord before him uh how do we do that you go some of you going yeah but you know i go to sleep whenever i'm reading god's word well did you start off by surrendering your mind and your life in that moment to the lord uh did you ask him that through his leadership did you to help you take every thought and lead it to obey Christ. One way that that I do this, as far as reading God's word and letting the word of Christ have its home within me is uh, I read different translations. I'll read some paraphrases. Uh, I'll go back and forth uh, to, to allow God to just, you know, get the action going And then the Holy Spirit can reveal what he wants me to know in that particular moment. So uh, it's saying, let let the word of Christ have its home with you. Does it? How at home is God's word in your life, in your heart? How at home is God's word in your mind? So it it comes back around to, to what Paul said. He says, I want you to be transformed. By the renewing of your mind so that you can prove it. Prove what? Prove the good, pleasing, perfect will of God. So that you understand it. So that you can declare it. So that you can live it. Stay surrendered. Reject unholy thoughts. Seek mental excellence. That's what God wants us to know today and how how we can love him. But not only is this the way that we love God and we experience transformation, this is also the way that we love people. Uh, We can't truly love people. We can't do any real good in their life. I don't care how much food you give them. I don't care how much money you give them. I don't care how much time you, you spend listening to them. We can't truly help them unless we're first loving God and experience his transformation in our life. And let me tell you, here's why. Now, most of you know that we lost a giant of the Christian faith this week, Ravi Zacharias. Um, as, one, as, as one person put it, I never met him, but his teachings and his writings uh, were paramount in their walk and their understanding of God and their understanding of how to live life. So uh, here's what Robbie Zacharias said. This is just one of his statements. He says, we are living in a generation that listens with its eyes and thinks with its feelings. If they cannot see the gospel in you and me, they will not feel the persuasion of what you and I are trying to present to them. Well, that's powerful. Think about that. That gives me and you insight follower of Jesus Christ, you're going, I don't know why they won't listen. They're saying, "If listen, if they can't see it and if they can't feel it in you and in me, they're not going to get it. Listen, God always starts where we are, right? God starts where you are. Matter of fact, he'll go to the deepest depths. That's what he did. He entered into this sinful, horrific world by sending his one and only son and all of his glory into this uh, just messed up world so that we could know him and that we could experience him. We could see him. We could feel him. And now he's saying that this is what is necessary in order for you and I to to be his salt and life in the world around us. Ravi also said, our best witness to the world, to those around us, is to love them in a way they cannot experience except through the body of Christ. You know, the world out there is saying, prove it. Prove it. The unbeliever out there is saying, prove it. And God is saying, listen, I want you to experience a transformed life. I want you to so be transformed in your mind and in your heart and in your activities. I want you to be so transformed that it is absolutely clear that Jesus loves them that God is a God filled with mercy and grace and that God's desires that none should perish, but all come to everlasting life. Here's the bottom line. Most of you know this, but God has proved his love for you. God has He's demonstrated in so many ways we can look at creation. I'm looking at a beautiful day. God has demonstrated his love and tender care for you and me. God has proved it in so many ways, but ultimately it's through sending his son, Jesus, to live and then die, to be crucified, to pay the debt that you could never pay on your own. You could never make peace with God apart from what Jesus accomplished on His cross and through his resurrection. And if you've never, if you've never experienced God, if you've never experienced the love of God, if you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and savior, that's his invitation for you today. He said, I proved it and I want you to experience it. If you, if, if you today uh, are feeling just some movement in your heart and mind uh, toward God and toward Jesus, I want, to, I want to invite you and I've been praying that you would receive Jesus because that's why you exist in the first place is to know God and to experience him. And our prayer as a church body is that you would too. Now, uh, let us help you. Uh, would you respond? Uh, and and at the, toward the end of this, there's gonna be some uh, uh, connection ways through our uh, webpage and also through email that you can, you can reach out and let us walk alongside of you and pray with you and to be a resource of what God is doing in your life um so today is the day you know choose you this day and uh, that's my prayer that you would do that because God has proved it to you. Now for the for the uh, those of us that know him and that walk with him and that really believe that uh, he is all about bringing transformation and change in each of our hearts and lives, there's a few questions that I want to exhort you to to ask, the Holy Spirit today, to ask Abba Father today, just like Paul says, and we've been saying, God, in light of your marvelous mercies and your wonderful love, first first question, Lord, what is in my mind or what is in my life that you want me to surrender to you today? Again, don't, don't end this service. Don't end this time together without asking him that. And then responding by surrendering, whatever it is. And it it could be anything. It could be an attitude. It could be uh, unforgiveness. It could be resentment. It could be worry. Uh, It could be uh, your plans. God, what is it right now that you want me to surrender to you today? And then secondly, uh, maybe another way of looking at this is ask him, say, I have a father what unbiblical or unholy thoughts do you want me to reject today? What unbiblical or unholy thoughts do you want me to reject today? Uh, that And see, these are the things that are keeping us from experiencing his presence. These are the things that keep us from experiencing his love, his joy, his peace, whatever it is, because they've taken up residence within our mind. And maybe it's just a old pattern Uh, uh, way of thinking. Maybe it's just thinking, thinking as far as, well, who God is. It's an unbiblical view of God. It's an unbiblical concept of God or what God expects of you. It may be uh, some unbiblical thought as far as revenge or unforgiveness. I don't know, but he he is faithful. He is faithful. He will reveal to you uh, some thought That has held you captive and kept you from experiencing His transforming work in your life. And then, third, is is and this is important, Lord. What is the next step you would have me take in my mental excellence? See, some of you may be one of the thoughts that He's wanting you to reject is like you say, "Well, I'm I'm so old, I'm just going to coast." And He's going, "Reject that, reject that." But what's the next step that you would have me take in my mental and biblical excellence? For some of you, it may be, hey, I just want you to be ruthless and setting aside a time. Specifically, start your day with me and my word. That may be the next step. It's just saying, all right, God, I'm going to commit the next step. We've had a wonderful opportunity during this pandemic to establish some new patterns and I think that that God um, will continue, and well, I know He will continue uh, to do whatever it takes in order for you to experience that. Now we've had this pandemic that slowed us down, isolated us, so we've we could establish a new pattern. And and if we don't learn it through that, well, He said, okay, well, I you know I may allow you to be on the sick bed for uh, six weeks. And you go no, hey. God loves us too much to leave us where we are if we're not right in the middle of of His amazing grace and love. What's the next step in that mental accident? For some of you, maybe going to school. You know, it may be going to seminary. Uh, for some of you, uh, it may be to put down some of the you know mindless, thoughtless books that you're reading, and pick up some of Ravi Zacharias's books. Mm-hmm. You're going boring, really? Would you look at would you look at creation? And you tell me that's boring. Would you look at the what God is doing uh, and, and and redeeming people's lives and, and changing and, and re, uh, people's lives as boring? Absolutely not. Our Father is always at His work, and He is inviting me and you to join Him. And the world is out there saying to us, prove it. Today, we've talked about some ways that God will allow me and you to prove his love, to prove his grace, to prove prove his mercy and forgiveness for those who desperately need it. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for today and for an opportunity for us to just sit at your feet thank you for proving your love for us. For those who still have questions about you and yet feel the prompting of your Holy Spirit, the invitation of your Holy Spirit, give them courage to step forward, to to be specific in their response to you today. For those of us as followers of yours that you're wanting to continue to bring your transforming work so that Lord, not only for our good, but so that those out there that we long to know you so that they can finally see it. Why? Because Lord, it is experienced in our life. It is seen in our life. Lord, we love you. We trust you. And we, Lord, with, with expectation, we do ask that you bless us and that, Lord, you would be gracious to us and that your favor and your face would shine upon us so that your ways would be known on earth and your salvation in this world. For we make it our prayer in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you'll find links to our social media accounts. We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.